Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Congratulations to team owner Michael Alter and the Chicago Sky who beat the Phoenix Mercury three games to one to win the WNBA championship. A sellout crowd of more than 10,000 fans filled Chicago's Wintrust Arena yesterday for the deciding game. The Sky joined the WNBA as an expansion team in 2006 and they become the 10th franchise to win a league title, doing so in the WNBA's silver anniversary season and they did it despite a 16 and 16 regular season record so congratulations again to the chicago sky a big week for basketball overall as the nba season begins tomorrow tuesday night and this is your morning buzzcast for monday october 18th good morning i'm abe madcore hope everybody had a good weekend ready for the week ahead let's start with some football news pro football hall of fame president and executive director david baker is retiring from the hall of fame to return to his home family, and business projects in California and Nevada. Now, David Baker has been in his role since January of 2014. He will be replaced by the Hall of Fame's Chief Marketing and Communications Officer, Jim Porter. Now, David Baker has done so much as the face of the Hall of Fame. His energy and his love of the Hall of Fame is infectious, and he was behind the Hall of Fame Village Project and the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, the David Baker legacy with the Hall of Fame is strong, but he moves on after being in the role since 2014. Meanwhile, I'm not sure if this was a Friday evening news dump, but the Associated Press reported on Friday night that the NFL had found no other current team or league personnel to have sent emails containing any controversial language similar to the messages written by John Gruden and that no other individuals are at risk from the emails. Meanwhile, the fallout over John Gruden's resignation was discussed on Sunday's NFL shows, and CBS Sports' Jason Lockenfora reported that Raiders owner Mark Davis is very upset with the NFL League office and is reviewing his potential legal options. Mark Davis reportedly believes that influential figures within the NFL were intent on forcing out John Gruden. Of course, the NFL has denied being behind the leaks of the emails. Mark Davis is also reportedly upset that no Washington football team executives or officials lost their jobs over the emails or the investigation. Remember, over the years, Mark Davis has said he is not like his father, Al Davis, and he is not nearly as litigious as his father. But this could lead to a clash between Mark Davis and the league office. SI's Albert Breer reported that Mark Davis doesn't think the league would take such actions if his last name was Mara, Jones, Kraft, Hunt, or Rooney. So basically the relationship between Mark Davis and the NFL 
bears watching. Meanwhile, in his Monday morning column today, Peter King reports that he has no idea who leaked the emails to the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, but he doesn't think it came from the league office. But he hints that several smart people in the league think the leaks came from Washington football team owner Dan Snyder's camp, perhaps as retribution to former team president Bruce Allen. Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen's relationship is not good, and Bruce Allen comes across very poorly in these emails. So NFL wants to move forward from this issue. We'll see if they can. Let's shift to media news because the buzz late last week, well, actually late Friday, was a report from Puck Media's Dylan Byers, who reported Disney CEO Bob Chapek has asked his closest deputies and his finance team to explore the rationale for separating ESPN from Disney. This adds more buzz to the speculation that Disney is looking to potentially spin off ESPN. We've talked about that on the Buzzcast before. It's been discussed for well over a year or so. But insiders at Disney pushed back on the report quickly, stating that Disney is committed to ESPN and focused on building ESPN Plus for its digital offering. Now, the speculation about why Disney would spin off ESPN is that ESPN's linear business is a mature business with little growth and that Disney would be better off from a share price perspective without ESPN, as insiders believe the Disney stock price would increase significantly. But right now, that seems to have been shot down by Disney executives. But this story has been talked about at the highest levels of sports media, and I'm sure it will continue to be so. Now, much of the discussion last week at the CAA World Congress of Sports was about leagues going direct to consumer with the pay TV model being challenged continuously. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver hinted that the leagues could join together on such a direct-to-consumer effort. While the New York Post reports today that Major League Baseball is in talks to launch a national video streaming service that would enable fans to watch their team's hometown games without a cable TV subscription, without subscribing to the bundle. Now, this has been discussed for some time. This service, the New York Post reports, could launch as early as 2023. And the report does state that the NBA and NHL are considering partnering with Major League Baseball on such a streaming service. So again, the trend there, going direct to consumer and leagues owning and operating and distributing their own digital rights. This is a story that's going to be in the news for some time. Well, the MLB Championship Series continued today. You have Boston and Houston tied at one. The Dodgers and Braves have an off day, but the Braves are up two games to zero over the Dodgers. Let's look back at the divisional series because they had 17 games and the overall viewership was up pretty big compared to last season, but noticeably down from both 2019 and 2018. That's according to our Austin Carp. So the four series for this year averaged just over 2.83 million viewers. That was on TBS. Fox Sports 1, 
and MLB Network. Now that is up 56% from 15 games in 2020, but two years ago, 18 games averaged 3.04 million viewers, and in 2018, 14 games averaged 3.18. So a pretty big drop-off this year with the 2.83 million viewers for the 17 games. That's surprising considering there were some pretty strong marquee brands and some pretty close series. But here's one interesting comparison. Remember, baseball's only Game 5 in the Divisional Series this year in the League Division Series round was Thursday night's Dodgers-Giants game on TBS. It averaged 6.5 million viewers. Now a solid number. Now, remember, that went up against Buccaneers-Eagles Thursday Night Football. That was on Fox and NFL Network. Guess what that averaged? That averaged 14.4 million viewers. So the baseball game averaged 6.5 million, a Game 5 playoff, a Buccaneers-Eagles game, 14.4 million viewers. So you see the stark difference in the numbers between regular season NFL and MLB playoff games. Let's stay with baseball because we know that the Chicago Cubs are looking to turn the page on a new look organization. And the team told season ticket holders on Friday that ticket prices will slightly decrease across all sections of the ballpark for next season. The Cubs' attendance at Wrigley Field was a bit soft this past year, so the team is obviously looking to incentivize fans to return to Wrigley next year. Meanwhile, the team is doing a complete on-field overhaul, and team chair Tom Ricketts said the Cubs will invest heavily in the roster and compete in 2022 and beyond. So some major changes happening to the Cubs and the experience and the pricing at Wrigley Field. Finally, we'll end on a couple of quick hitters. Elevate Sports Ventures has signed Bowl Season. Bowl Season is the collective coalition of 44 bowl games played during the college football postseason. Now, Elevate will focus on revenue generation for all 44 games, and they'll focus on marketing, sales, and ticketing. So a pretty interesting deal there between Elevate Sports Ventures and the 44 bowl games to try to jumpstart specifically ticket sales. And we love to see the recipients of our new Voices Under 30 program continue to professionally grow and develop. So a big congratulations to Ted Glick, who was an SBJ's New Voices Under 30 honoree as Vice President Sales and Service for the Sacramento Republic FC organization. He was honored last year. Well, now Ted Glick will join the Washington football team as Vice President of Premium Hospitality and work with President Jason Wright's team at the Washington football team. So a New Voices Under 30 honoree, Ted Glick, continuing his professional journey. So good for him. And finally, I'll be in New York this week for our Game Changers Conference on Wednesday. If you're going to be there, please let me know. I'd love to say hello. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, October 18th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.